Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is intended for a mature audience as it contains adult language and can get rather intimate. So grab a cocktail, find a safe place to listen, and make sure your kids aren't around. Hey guys, it's Garcelle Beauvais and welcome to my podcast, Going to Bed with Garcelle. Grab a cocktail and get ready for some grown and sexy conversations with me and some of my closest friends. We're talking sex, life, relationships, did I say sex, and everything in between. Tonight, I am going to bed with sexologist, sex educator, and a brand new mom, the gorgeous Shan Boudrom. Hey! What's up, Carson? Good to have a repeat sleepover? Yes, I love the repeat sleepover. The other person I'm going to bed with is an Emmy Award winning makeup artist who keeps me looking good on a daily. Please welcome the lovely Julie Jules. Hey, Carson. All the flowers. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Ladies, what is your drink of choice tonight? Chan, let's start with you. Oh, I, I, we should have started with Julie. I got Snapple. (laughs) I got Snapple in a wine glass. <laughs> I'm breastfeeding. Listen, it's all good. Julie, what is your drink of choice? I'm doing a little Vuv Clico and a little oh. Simply Lemonade, a little raspberry. Oh, oh really? Doesn't sound simple to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a straight Prosecco. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Thank cheers. you for joining me. Shan, the last time you were here, you were pregnant. And now you have a beautiful, when I say beautiful baby girl, um, I don't want to butcher up her name. Is it Ryu? You did it. Yes. Yes, you did. You did that, Garcelle. Yeah. Which actually, to be honest with you, I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's actually supposed to be pronounced Ryu, but we like Ryu Ryu better. So that's, it's Ryu. Oh, I love Ryu. And how'd you come up with that name? And congratulations again. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but the video game Street Fighter? Nope. Oh, the Hadouken. Shoryuken. <laughs> so it was one of the Street Fighters who could throw fireballs. And that's my daughter's name. Oh, wow. And how is she? How is motherhood? Oh, motherhood is it is exactly what everyone said it would be. It's mixed emotions. It's a joy. It's a pain in the ass. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's tragic. I'm having an incredible time. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, Julie, you have a new baby called Emmy. (laughs) (laughs) I sure do. (laughs) How exciting is that? Tell me all about it. Um, It's really exciting, you know, at 30 to win such a huge award for such an amazing show like The Real with beautiful hosts as yourself. It's empowering. Like sometimes my mom is like, oh, I wish you were in a relationship. I wish you had a husband. Now I could be like, I have an Emmy. Okay, leave me alone, lady. I'm working. I'm working. I'm working. Exactly. Um, Okay, guys, we're just going to jump right in. Shan, how is it sex after baby? 
Or Ooh. is that time up yet? I used to lie to my ex because they say six weeks until you can have sex again. And I'd go, oh, no, the doctor said it was six months after twins. Oh, <laughs> damn. Me a See, I was really excited to get back in there. I feel like oh, after course the third you trimester, you're, I mean, you're course, insane. You're a unicorn. what I do. Um, but I feel like after the, the third trimester and just not understanding my body and not feeling connected to myself, I just wanted to be back in it and mm. I wanted to feel pleasure and I wanted to move without having to be pushed or like scooted by somebody else. Um, and so I got, I was really excited for it and it was great. The baby just sleeps all the time in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so that was like really easy to get into the flow. It's now where we rarely have time to ourselves that we probably are on that like once every six months track right now. But we did have sex last night, so. Ooh, and how Point was it? It was great, girl. What? I don't know. You know, actually, <laughs> we were having sex in the room beside the baby's room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we got to go upstairs because I need some more. I need some more distance to make some sounds. Um, it was that. It was that kind of sex. <laughs> Let me tell you, does your husband wake up and go, I'm the luckiest man on the planet? Please tell me he says that every day. I haven't heard it, but I'm going to record <laughs> this. And I'm going to record this and play that every morning as an alarm clock. Oh my God. I love it. Guys, there are five types of orgasms and I'm going to list them because I just found out there's clitoral, there's vaginal, there's anal, there's G-spot and there's a combo. I want to know which one applies to you. For me, I've never had an orgasm vaginally. It's always been clitoral. So I'm curious, Julie. Um, I think I've had three of the Five. Which three? <laughs> okay, girl. Which three? Uh, definitely clitoral, definitely vaginal, and anal. What? <laughs> we don't talk about that while, while you're doing my we, makeup. We're doing work. We're doing work. <laughs> we're doing work. How was anal and what made you want to try it? Um, It's definitely not something that I do with every partner. It definitely was like really specific to this one relationship I had with this one guy who I think just had the right size to do okay. it. It wasn't too like big. a pencil. Yeah, it, it would have to be big. a pencil for me. <laughs> <It wasn't, laughs> a, number, a number two pencil. It wasn't a number two pencil. It was definitely more in like the pickle range, but um, it was like the perfect size. And like so much, like he didn't even need to use lube sometimes. Like he could just, wow. he was really good at it and he made me really like it. So it was great. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Shan, we need the details. What okay. happened? Go ahead. Good. Were you getting clitoral at the same time? Was it anal just by itself? It was anal just by itself um, for that one, but I definitely had the combo where it's vaginal and clitoral, and I think you need to bring a toy into the bedroom for that, for me. Oh. <laughs> Double this penetration. So good. Du- right. Uh, Double not- penetration. I haven't done that. Um, but I could see why it would be amazing. But you can DP Shan- with a toy and with a, with toy, a partner. That's true. Yeah, I wasn't oh, insinuating so a second partner, oh. a second penis in the room. That's a big, a big uh, ask. Wow, double. What did you call it? A DP, and it's not DP. director of photography. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what see, is because it? I've I've always liked DP, but I've always been like you have to have two guys. But now you just you just made me realize you could just have the toy and the guy. Yes, you're there's, welcome. There's many ways to DP. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're welcome. Shan, what about you? What is your way, your best way of orgasm? It's probably all five knowing you. No, fascinatingly enough, actually, Garcelle, I'm doing seven days of orgasms. It's a series that I'm putting on and it touches on everything from, because you said vaginal, but vaginal can be broken down into A spot, also G spot, anal, nipple gasms, which are extremely common clitoral orgasms. Then there's the blended orgasm, which you also call, um, mentioned on. And then there's anal. Um, and wow. I've never had an anal orgasm. And similar to you, I've actually never had a penetration alone orgasm, but the blend of clitoral plus a spot, mm-hmm. clitoral plus G spot, I'm sure mm-hmm. clitoral plus anal. I just haven't had the time for that yet. Um, but <laughs> clitoral plus usually gets me a much more full body let's move upstairs. The baby doesn't hear us kind of orgas. Okay. Got it. Amazing. So you're saying you're doing this. Is it a seminar? Where can people go and be a part of this? Just going to be in my Instagram. So every day I'm going to be explaining the science, the anatomical physiology behind each kind of orgasm. Then I have mm-hmm. a person who've experienced that orgasm, just break it down. Oh, I also have squirting. I forgot about that one. Um, so you can be taught exactly. to squirt? <laughs> Or it, it's, it, you either have it or you don't. I think it's a debatable one. I think okay. if you have a large enough skein's gland, that's what seems to be the missing element. Also really strong PC muscles. Personally, I'm not a squirter and um, I have all the toys and tools. So I, right. I err on the side that either you can or you can't. But hey, maybe I just haven't had the right circumstances yet. <laughs> you you blow my mind. You're this gorgeous chick and you're talking about all the things that, you know, any guy would be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Julie, I would guess you're a squirter. I am. Oh. <laughs> is like, I can, I can eyeball Julie, it now. <laughs> you guess right. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about chicken right now. Guys, you know this podcast is all things sexy, right? And you know what's really sexy? Clear skin. I'm obsessed with my skin. That's why I'm excited to partner with this episode's sponsor, Apostrophe. Apostrophe treats acne, and they can also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash Garcelle when you use our code Garcelle. Now this code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Garcelle and click begin visit. Then use our code Garcelle at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash Garcelle and use that code Garcelle to get your dermatology visit and save $15. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Let's move on to cultural turn-ons. Now, I know obviously different cultures, sex is talked about, sex is not talked about. I am Haitian. We did not talk about sex. I know with you, Julie, although your mom is Haitian, she was much more open. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Not in my younger age, but definitely adulting and becoming of age. We've definitely gotten a lot closer and a lot more open about my sex life. (laughs) (laughs) Not hers, but but mine. (laughs) And I like it that way. Um, And I think it's really great because 
Like, who else do you want to talk to? You know, when you just have questions and when you just have like little things and it's a safe place for me to go to. And she's made it a safe place. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Was it always that way? Yeah, it wasn't always that way. Definitely was a little bit more taboo and I, growing up. And she's a single mom. I have two other sisters. And I think, you know, just part of it is wanting to keep you safe. You don't talk about sex, maybe it won't happen, you know, and then you mm. come to an age where it's like, it happened. <laughs> right, right. It's interesting because I remember my boys were taking a shower each separately and I was in there while they were showering. <laughs> Not anymore. And I don't want to be. And uh, I said to Jade first, I said, hey, you know, I just want to let you know that your body is your body. No one's allowed to touch it. No one's allowed to do anything unless you want them to. Right. And he goes, "Okay, mom, I know. And then cut to Jax is now in the shower and I'm saying the same thing. And he goes, why are you trying to scare me? So it was really interesting how they're twins, but they each took the message in a whole other way. Like Jax felt like I was telling him because something bad was going to happen, mm. you know? So it was really interesting how we perceive what our parents tell us. So that's interesting that your mom did that. Now, Julie, did she do that with your other siblings as well? Um, I think definitely with my younger sister, she tried to be more proactive. Um, but I think that took a turn on preachy. Because it was like, mm. these are all the STDs. You can get them if you touch a man. Like, <laughs> And it made it where it was like, okay, you know, maybe we went a little too overboard. Um, and I think that played out um, differently for my younger sister as well. Um, yeah. Just having that kind of experience with my mom when it came to sex. Got it. Shan, when will you start sex conversations with Ryu and... Mm. What will you tell her? And will you be as open as, you know, this is what you do for a living? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the greatest things that I got to do when I was studying for my sexology certification is we had this year by year analysis of what's normal. And it started at age one or to what? be honest with you, infancy. What is a normal sexual behavior? What are normal sexual acts? As you probably have read in utero, they actually have photographs of some uh, babies who are, are who touched touch themselves or touch their genitals in that time. Mm -hmm. So it's natural. It's a part of your body, just like you would touch your knee, you touch your toe or, you know, touch your ear. So it's about having age appropriate conversations all throughout. So as soon mm -hmm. as you start saying head, shoulders, knees, and toes, you say head, shoulders, knees, and toes, vulva. And you include that as a part of their dialogue and their understanding of the different parts of their body. And then as they get older, the, the, the conversations become more in-depth and more nuanced. So by the time that they're 16, we're not just dropping this massive talk mm. on them and trying to give all the information at once. It was age-appropriately doled out all throughout the time that they were able to have conversation. Wow, that's really, really smart. I'd like to hear what that song would sound like. Head, shoulders, knees and toes, vulva, clitoris, vagina, clitoris. <laughs> I love that you separated it all out. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is fantastic. <laughs> so you guys, obviously COVID, thank you, Jesus, is leaving us. We're getting back to normal. People are getting ready to have sex parties and go wild. What do we need to know about being safe, Chad? I think a massive one is expanding the talk. I actually think that in many ways, the pandemic did a lot of favors for the intimacy world. Um, mm. And I, that's a terrible thing to say, given that a lot of people had the worst year of their life last year. But I think that people prioritized intimate relationships in a way that they hadn't before. They prioritized pleasure 
mm-hmm. at their own control in a way that they didn't before. I also think people prioritized health. So if people found it really awkward before to have the what's your sexual health conversation, you now yeah. have to have the what is your COVID status? What is your vaccination status conversation? Right. Which actually makes it easier to roll into other co- conversations around health. I love that. Would you guys ever go to a sex party, Julie? Or have you, I should say? (laughs) I haven't. Um, But I definitely would be open to it. I'm a girl who never says never. Um, But I think it would probably be something more spontaneous than like, oh, I'm going on Friday at seven to this place to go to a sex party. Good. (laughs) Good. Garcelle, this is one question you have to answer. Oh, I've, I've never know. done it. I would. I mean, I would love it if I felt safe enough and I knew the people really well. Do you I know think, the people really well? Well, yeah, I do. Like, I want to know if they're vaccinated. I want to know if they don't have COVID. I want to know if they don't have STDs. Okay, I mean, but you I think, don't want to like know them, like in oh, like personally know them. Yeah, I'd rather just watch. Honestly, now that I think about it. <laughs> Oh, we love I'll it. I'll be in the corner looking with a binoculars or something. Um, can you teach a guy to be better at sex, Shan? I want to know that. Like, I dated someone who I felt like we weren't compatible sexually, but can you teach that? Or is it you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Uh, I thousand percent think it depends on the person. You can tell if somebody is interested in feedback or if they're the kind of person who has too much pride. So if Mm. it's a willing student, absolutely, you can teach somebody. There are certain things that, I mean, that's the whole point of the word chemistry. Either you have it or you don't. Either you gel or you don't have it. But I do believe that you can build compatibility. And that essentially, again, comes with one, a partner who's willing to be a tourist, not a tour guide somebody who's actually curious about what works for you. My favorite way of teaching somebody too is the yum versus yuck method. So rather than saying like, yuck, you use your teeth and it is terrible. You say yum, when you use your lips and your tongue and you just really lean into that part of your Mm -hmm. mouth, I melt in your mouth. Um, So just by encouraging the things that you do like and maybe not being overly harsh or rude about things that you don't, but just me yeah. being silent, um, trying that at first, I think is a really great way to try to gently guide somebody. Also, porn is an incredible way to teach anybody. Uh, if you need a Ooh, visual aid, yes, you can show somebody that. a favorite film like or a, a massage that you like and be like, yeah. this would be nice if we did this. And it also makes sexting way easier. Those are all great points. When you're having that conversation, is it in the bedroom or is it over a bowl of pasta? Like when's the right time to bring that up? <laughs> good point. Oh, I I like the I like it with pasta. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's best if you have it beforehand so the person has some frame of reference for what you like and then in the moment it becomes easier to add in those little helpful reminders. Mm. Um so it's usually a mix of both. I mean, why not use every excuse to talk about sex? It's not taxes. Agreed. Um so have it over pasta, have it in the bedroom, have it in the shower, have it in the shower while you're doing stuff, um all of the above. <laughs> Love that. All right, ladies, we are going to a nightcap and it's uh, once a cheater, always a cheater. So I'm going to give you names of people and you tell me yes or no if they're if they would always cheat. Tristan Thompson. No. What? Yes. <laughs> he's already a serial cheater. But he's so young still. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. Do you know why I like what Julie just said? 
because the word always shouldn't be Mm -hmm. like from now until the end of time. Mm -hmm. It should be in this current state. Can you expect this person to repeat unless they go through some massive personal growth changes? So I feel like for Tristan Thompson, there's actually like a scientific uh, formula for a cheater. It's somebody who's a high novelty seeker. So somebody who goes out and constantly wants new, new, new mixed in with somebody who has low conscientiousness. And that's the kind of person who just makes up their own rules. And this is little stuff like at a restaurant, they're going to tip what they want to tip. Or if it says don't cross this line, they're going to cross it anyways. Somebody who doesn't make their bed every day, like the person who doesn't have like a routine and a high set of moral standards and code, that person Mm -hmm. plus somebody who needs to always be bombarded by new things is likely to cheat. So if you are around somebody who currently that fits that profile, that's you yeah. can say, this is likely that they, I will see this behavior continue. Interesting. The next guy I date, I'm going to go to his house and say, do you make your bed? Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to check it. Um, Tiger Woods. Yes. Yeah, I say yes. I say yes. I think he just likes it. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. I'd say no. Julie brought up a bomb at point again. I think they like it. Why can't they okay. just be non-monogamous people? Yeah, I that's, think, that's yeah. what I would say for Jada. Okay. Like it's a that yes, tiger, I think she would. just may not be think, in his DNA. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we okay. know about it. I agree. Which in that case, stop trying to be in monogamous relationships. Thank you. That's what I say. That's what I say. What's been the most embarrassing sex uh, session that you guys ever had? I would say it's like when air comes out of your vulva <laughs> a queen. without you wanting it to what'd you say queen a queen yes queef. exactly yeah. a queef. or a vart queefing or vart i like queef that sounds better i like queef because it's kind of like queen i'm a sip to queef too <laughs> sip to queef all right you guys i have one twitter question woke now 69 why is it that after having sex after a dry spell it awakens a beast inside of me. Oh, How it. do I tame that beast? Is the question. <laughs> I think it's because you got all the juices going again, right? Yeah. Julie, you made it sound like you had a story. <laughs> it's because I hate it. I do, that, I'm like a habitual. I get in a relationship. We have sex 10 times a day, down to five times, down to two, because then, you know, it just gets into real life. And then when we break up, I'm like, I'm not just jumping to the next person. So when it does happen again, however it's awakened, then I'm just like, now I'm back to my 10, 10 a day. So if uh, I could orgasm anally like and squirt, I'm sure I would be the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag goals. All right, you guys, this is my favorite part of the podcast where you get to highlight someone who made you smile or inspired you or just somebody who you think is cool. And we call it, who do you want to go to bed with? So Shan, who do you want to go to bed with? Oh, Garcelle, I'm going to go to bed with you. You oh! have the year of a lifetime, the real housewives and the real and your killer ass podcast. I saw a tweet between you and your son, I think. Yeah. This loving message. He's so sweet. Your school in life. <laughs> thank you thank you i would go to bed with you any day thank you for that i really appreciate it it's been remarkable it's unbelievable that at my age that i'm still thriving and growing and learning and uh it's a beautiful thing so thank you for that is it the best year it is the best year thriving absolutely thriving the best year ever all i need is icing on the cake is an amazing man but i know that'll come julie who do you want to go to bed with i want to go to bed with shan 
Ah, yes! <laughs> because, I mean, I know I know a couple of tricks, but I feel like Shan can maybe teach me something new. So, Julie, I've never been to bed with a woman before. <laughs> That's shocking. DM me. It's sh- it is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> she said DM me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm going to go to bed with Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Ooh. Haddish, I feel like, has come into her own. She's a rock star. I had her on the podcast. And she is also swimming with sharks for Shark Week, but not in a cage, just on her own. That is white people stuff, but she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to go to bed with Tiffany Haddish. Guys, thank you so much. Keep shining. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And you can help support us by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. The After Party continues on my Instagram, at Garcelle, and on my Twitter, at Garcelle B. And you can now watch our full episodes on YouTube. Going to Bed with Garcelle is an Orion podcast produced by Orion Television, Audio Up, and Bovey Wilson Productions, distributed by Audio Up. Concept by Garcelle Bovey and Lisa L. Wilson, hosted by Garcelle Bovey. Executive producers, Barry Posnick, Garcelle Bovey, Lisa L. Wilson, Sam Winter, and Crystal Liney. Co-executive producers, Cindy Levinson, Emu Zoo, associate producer Taz Beckford. Music from Extreme Music. The show was edited and mixed by Jeremiah Zimmerman. Hey, how'd it do, y'all? I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcast